Hello? Hi. Is this thing on? Geez, communication sure can be a hot mess. Thankfully, the hard work formula can be relied on to provide a definitive message. And this auditory session focuses on being the source of the communication. Like a baby communicating by crying. From the baby's perspective, there is an intent they are broadcasting to anyone within range. They could be uncomfortable because of a full diaper, or they might be hungry, or it could easily be something else. But exactly what is still a mystery? Let's explore the three combinations of the hard work formula to get definitive results. As it works, the source of energy for any message is intent. So, the baby was crying because there was a large enough intent to share something that was bothering them. And the compartmentalization is link. In effect, link is how the intent is distributed. Crying was the baby's best link for their intent. It remains uncertain why they are crying, but the baby would keep going until their intent hits the mark. That seems a lot like the first combination, a vast intent that is matched with a distorted link. The baby's vast energy is the intent to request additional support. With Oh, that's right, it is still unclear what they need support with. That is because their link is a lot of harsh noises. Hmm, being the source of the communication is oddly similar to playing darts. The force used to throw the dart would be the intent. Meanwhile, the dart itself would be the link. In the first combination, the dart would be replaced with a balloon filled with helium. The center target is definitively what you want to communicate, but even if you employ all of your strength, it would be outrageously difficult to hit the center target with a balloon filled with helium. This could be the case for the baby. What they want to communicate is a faraway target. The baby's intent could be I am hungry. From that energy, they have a large throwing force, but their link lacks precision. But it is their best link to reach this faraway center target, so they start crying as a widespread message for anyone who is within hearing distance. Then, it hits someone. This new someone goes to check on the baby. The baby still hasn't hit its center target, but now, with someone close to them, their center target is that much closer. If the baby's diaper is checked, they might continue to cry. If their temperature is checked, they might still cry. But as soon as they begin being fed, they have finally hit their center target, and so they stop crying. This is the essence of the first combination, a vast intent with a distorted link for the second combination, there is a superb link with a minor intent. Consider it, there you are. Supreme ruler of the planet. Know of the solar system. Know of the universe. You can teleport, make the sun disappear, and whatever else you want with virtually no effort. Your link to the universe is truly supreme. That gives you a dart that will always hit the center target. With the second combination, 
all of the energy to attain this largely perfect dart leaves you with virtually no intent. So for being the supreme ruler of the universe, you now lack the intent to do anything. This continues with human communication. For something more personal, consider Joel Gassim's experience in middle school. He was working on the movement of a robotic arm with a girl. And after they worked through the directions, they had done a fantastic job. That's when she told him, You know, I could just kiss you right now. She had spoken well about what was on her mind yet her intent was speculative. So with a minor force in her throw, did her dart really hit its center target? Did the specific message come across as well as she had intended? If her center target was Joel's heart for something more romantic, then it missed and ended up hitting his mind. As he understood it, that sentence was a calculated attempt to extract a specific response from him, not express her feelings. It is possible she wanted to kiss him, but with how she expressed herself, he understood it as a figure of speech. To him, it was her way of expressing joy about the task they accomplished. Yet even in the world, there are those who are much more familiar with the second combination. Consider comedians, hopefully their center target is to make you laugh and feel jubilation. So, when they are expressing a joke, they should have a carefully crafted link. A dart that is sharpened, weighed, and balanced so it is ready to hit you and bam. You're laughing. But sometimes there is that awkward moment when a joke is shared and the room is silent. Meanwhile, the audience is wondering is this when I am supposed to laugh? That's probably a comedian's worst nightmare and a common example of the second combination. That comedian invested just about all of their intent to make you laugh into this very specific dart, and when the time to perform it arrived, they relied solely on their carefully crafted link and had virtually no energy left to read the room and incorporate it in their performance. So the audience got the joke, but the live intent to make them laugh was lacking. Have you had that experience? One where you shared a joke or heard a joke, but the joke completely missed the target, or you were still waiting for the funny part after the joke was said. Well, there is still room to rejoice because there is the third combination, a unique harmony between intent and connection. Always is the throw and the dart, the intent is the energy, and the link is the compartmentalization. Within the third combination, the link is carefully constructed, but maintains a balance with the intent. The link stops being built, the moment it risks compromising the intent. For Joel's middle school experience, it seemed all too possible that there was a more romantic inclination, but that intent was compromised by a link that seemed all too focused on extraction. It may come off as a surprise, but a baby crying can also be within the third combination. It depends on the point of view. From a possible stranger's point of view, the baby's crying can certainly be within the first combination. The intent made its way as a general request for assistance, 
but to this possible stranger, crying is a horrible manner of linking the intent to the target. Like bringing hedge clippers to cut someone's hair, it'll get the job done, but the results will be chaotic. A link that would be suitable for the baby typically resides within the second and third combinations as language. If only the baby could use precise words or movements to establish a link to what they want. Still, from a family member's point of view, the baby's crying can be within the second combination. The link is carefully crafted as a high-pitched noise. Yet, there could be little to virtually no intent. A family member might check the if the baby is hurt, check the baby's diapers, offer the baby food, and seemingly a million other things. But the baby could still be crying. The baby's intent would be virtually absent, meanwhile the link is robust. The crying produces carefully constructed vibrations, that might even be capable of shattering glass. Could the baby just have been preparing for an opera singing career? To the family member, the dart is well crafted at hitting their attention, but they would remain unsure if what was hit is the same as what was intended. Like receiving a well-written love letter, the kind of love letter that would be honest, flattering, and endearing but leaves you wondering if it was truly intended for you. From the point of view of the all too attentive parents, the baby's crying could easily be within the third combination. The intent would be a request for food, and the baby's crying would have a different pitch than when it is hurt or needs a diaper changed. With a distinct manner of crying from the baby, the parents would know the baby's intent with certainty from this reliable link. 